This episode is brought to you by Speak From Your Heart. Speak From Your Heart is hosted by foundation coach Sharente Carr, who interviews powerful women changing the world one step at a time in this podcast series. Creating a vibrant living anthology of influential women in local communities, Coach Sharente aims to inspire you with real-world heroes who lead by example and speak from the heart. If you want to check out Speak From Your Heart, I suggest you do so. All links will be provided in this episode's description. Thank you for being sponsors of Asylum 817 Productions. it's par for the course that if you run a show like this people are going to ask just out of natural curiosity what is the scariest thing you've ever seen what was something that frightened you well I haven't had I wouldn't say any legitimate Paranormal or strange events like that in my life. Every family does have its ghost story, right? I grew up near the Whaley House in San Diego, apparently um, one of the most haunted places in the entire country. I never had anything overtly paranormal occur to me. Like I said, every family has its ghost stories and stuff like that. But um, I did suffer an episode of sleep paralysis when I was younger. Thank God it only happened once. (laughs) That was one of the scariest things that has ever happened to me. Just terrifying. I cannot imagine going through that on a nightly basis. I don't think I could, I don't think my sanity can handle that. But when I'm asked, what is the scariest, what is the most frightening thing I've ever seen? I'm surprised I didn't do this episode first. But we're doing it now. Welcome to Strange Places. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and DistroKid. So where are we going? Well, we're going to a place far away and not so far away on the cosmic scale. We're going to go check out our sun. Now, (laughs) I don't even know how to get into this. But I'm going to tell you kind of my own observations and how I stumbled upon this. In 2012, the internet was a buzz <laughs> with something going on. I kept hearing things about uh, what what did they call it? The um, I always screw this up. The Solar Dynamics uh, Observatory, NASA's own Solar Observatory, and I kept hearing things. The internet was a buzz about some strange. Thing that the NASA's own solar observatory witnessed. So naturally, me being a big nerd, I get curious. I want to find out for myself, right? And what I saw initially shook me to my core. And it challenged things that I believe with every pore, every cell, every atom of my being. 
I saw something that challenged all of it in an instant and honestly scared the shit out of me. I watched it again and again and again and again and again. And I surmised that this has to be some kind of a hoax. This has to be computer generated or something. Whoever did this needs to work in Hollywood because this is damn well done. And then NASA offered their situ their uh, NASA offered their um, you know observations. They offered their rebuttal. And I think that was just as scary as what I saw. Because at this point, I knew that this wasn't a hoax. That what was filmed on that solar observatory and placed on the internet by God knows who. (laughs) Maybe we'll find out once we dive into a little bit more research on this. That NASA tried to offer an explanation. And that explanation shook me even deeper. What I saw... On Monday, March 12th, 2012, was what appeared to be what I thought at the time was a planet-sized shadowy object tethered to the sun by what looks like a filament. A burst of brightly lit material can be seen erupting from the sun's surface surrounding this dark, round, spherical object, after which the orb detaches from the sun and shoots out into space. The footage which I believe uh, it took about eight days. This is like a composite of images, this video that you're looking at, which I will link in this description. You have to check it out. I'll put a YouTube link on here. Look at, watch it for yourself. Listen to this show first and watch it for yourself. It's a composite of images taken over a series of eight days. This thing was hanging around. It was captured by the Solar Dynamics Observatory, Processed by scientists at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Garnered attention on YouTube almost instantly where viewers are suggesting it shows a UFO spacecraft refueling by sucking up solar plasma or at the very least, the birth of something. However, according to NASA scientists, I'll get into that in a second. We kind of need to chop this apart here. Trust me, (laughs) this is the only way that we can really examine this thing. It's very seldom in my life, as well as my broadcasting life and (laughs) me as a podcaster, and I run a show called No Disclosure where I do weird news, you know, and do the comedian thing. It's very, very rare that I'm at a loss for words with things. So I think that's why I avoided doing this one for such a long time. Because... I'm almost completely speechless. People are saying that this object, this spherical thing on the surface of our sun, which is tethered to the sun by some kind of moving, swaying filament. They're saying that it's, um, you know, siphoning plasma from the sun or what have you. NASA has an explanation, which we'll get into. We need to look at all sides of it. You know what I mean? But people are saying that this is multi-Earth-sized. This thing is Earth-sized. I've even heard one person say this is about Mars-sized. I don't know where people are getting their math from. 
But they seem to forget just how large the sun is. I know in the grand scheme of things, our sun is actually pretty small. But compared to our planet, I did the math myself. No, this object and this video, this series of images, is not multiple Earth sizes. This thing is the size of fucking Jupiter. And if this image, knowing that it's not CG... Just put that in your mind. This was actually captured by NASA. What you're looking at is a real tangible thing. Don't tell me for two seconds that that doesn't scare the living shit out of you. I'm telling you, it shook me. It shook me to my core. I want to be analytical about this, but... I, <laughs> it is probably the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Because if this thing... And I was relying on NASA for an explanation. I know what NASA stands for, okay? Never a straight answer. We know this. <laughs> and I know that if I ran an entity like NASA and I noticed bizarre things out there, maybe even earth-shattering information, I kind of see their point on a few things. I wouldn't want to incite a mass panic, especially if, we, if I see something that I know is extraterrestrial, right? And it's something that would cause some kind of mass disruption. I, I don't know if I would tell people or not. I kind of buy what they're doing in some respects, but this, this thing is the size of Jupiter. And it's a real tangible thing. So I'm relying on an explanation from NASA. This bothered me. This really got to me. I don't know if when you look at this, you, your mind goes to the ramifications of this goes into, I mean, serious thinking cap mode. That if this was, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I haven't heard NASA's explanation yet. I hadn't heard it at this point. I'm talking about my first reaction to this video. When I, once I found out that this was an actual thing that was being filmed, whether it's natural or not, I was waiting for an explanation. I did the math. This thing is the size of fucking Jupiter. And I thought to myself, if this is something that was built, if this, something that, if this is something that is not naturally occurring in nature, what the hell is that? And what could make it? It's not a stretch to imagine that if you are an advanced civilization, and it's known by scientists, this is documented. <laughs> they classify civilizations like this, you know, in theory. Eventually, you're going to get to the point where you, you are going to be sif siphoning energy from your own star, siphoning plasma energy from your own star. That's where we get into Dyson spheres, you know, stuff like that. That's the best source of energy, period, is siphoning it from your own host star. And that appears exactly what this thing is doing. So I'm waiting with bated breath hearing an explanation from NASA. And at the, at the time, I'm feverishly studying this thing. The internet is freaking out, but not as much as I was. And I was very confused, you know. I know this, this episode is very personal, but I think once you see it, it's going to be personal to you too. If your mind goes where mine went. This thing is unfathomably enormous. I can't believe how large this thing is. And I watch it over and over and over and over and over.
It's burned into my skull. And the reaction online bothered me. I'm thinking, why isn't this like front front page news here? You know, (laughs) what's going on? I often wonder that when I see something so monumental like this, especially when it has to do with our cosmos, right? But anyway, that's another talk for another time or a talk for a different kind of podcast. You know what I mean? We're here to uh, examine the, what's, the weirdness, the strange place, right? So NASA comes out with a statement. They say that this feature is a little understood but frequently observed type of solar activity called a prominence. And the way it's situated beneath another solar feature gives it an otherworldly appearance. Now, this thread extending from the lower left edge of the sun in the video is known as, like I said, a prominence. It contains cooler, denser plasma than the surrounding 3.5 million degree Fahrenheit corona. This was said by a project scientist in the Solar Physics Laboratory at NASA Goddard. He said, and I quote, It isn't yet known exactly how prominences develop, but these dense plasma loops can extend from the sun's surface thousands of miles into space. Now, we've seen these. I'm also going to link in this description. I want you to observe all of this with me. And don't just take my word for it, okay? I'm putting the evidence for all this to where you can see it. Also in the description, I want you to see the Wikipedia page about solar prominence. At the very bottom, you'll see a GIF image. It says solar prominence erupting. And it'll show you an example of what a solar prominence is. Basically what it is, uh, it was first observed in the 14th century. Um, It was actually during a solar eclipse of the 1st of May, 1185. 1185 was when it was first described. 1860, it was first photographed. And they, you know, consider this, whoa, what the heck's going on? Is our sun going to explode? Are we all going to die? You know, it was a pretty panic-inducing thing back then. But they found out that what this is. See, the exact mechanism that leads to the formation of solar prominences is not known. Models need to be able to explain the formation in the filament channel and its hemisphere dependent. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so much scientific ease. It's, (laughs) there's no layman terms with this at all. Very difficult to talk about. It's an ejection of the sun and kind of a weird halo, almost kind of pattern. And I say, okay, well, this thing is probably natural. I start looking into it further. This is supposed to be extremely hot plasma. Prominences, think of a tornado on Earth, right? Hot air, cold air mixing together. Cooler plasma, hotter plasma causes this violent reaction, explodes into kind of a halo shape. And some of them, they say, are perfectly round and these things can be huge planet-sized even multiple planet-sized things so i start looking into solar prominences i've seen video after video i've seen gif image after gif image i'm looking at one right now they are spectacularly beautiful just witnessing the power of our sun you know what it's capable of how violent (laughs) the cosmos is and how just beautifully chaotic. But I'm telling you, that is not what I saw in this video. It is not. I want you to look at it 
And I'm not going into like Alex Jones territory here. Don't worry, I'm not losing my mind on you. <laughs> we still study things with the same scientific attitude and, you know, uh, what am I looking for? What's that damn word again? Skeptical attitude. And skeptic skepticism is not just saying no to things. It's what I said before, right? Show me the money. You give me some solid evidence, okay, I'll buy it. That's skepticism. Saying no to everything is just being hard-headed. So, I'm telling you, every video I've seen of a solar prominence, every example I've seen of a solar prominence, every photograph, that is not what is in this video. The one that I saw that blew up the internet back in 2012. That's not the same thing, man. I'm telling you. Because this object right here is perfectly cylindrical. It is solid. And that... I don't even know what to call it. That stream of plasma that's connected to it is not going down towards the sun. It's not stationary. It's not violently exploding. It's going towards the cylindrical object. The plasma from the sun is flowing into this thing, damn it. So we know for a fact that what we're looking at in this video is real. And the thumbnail is from the video itself, from the solar observatory. We know that this is a real thing. It's a real object. We don't know if it's natural. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial just yet. We do know that NASA has acknowledged it. Yeah, this is filmed, but here's what it is. So we know that this is a thing, right, <laughs> that exists near our sun. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to get into, well, we've never seen anything like that before. And, you know, that's why it's real. That's why it's got to be a UFO. No, I want something more than that, damn it. So I start looking up these prominences. That's not what I'm looking at. This is a solid fucking object. The plasma is going into it. And I know this is time lapse. This is taking place over a period of eight days. But NASA's explanation is just not holding up. A solar prominence. And then they go ahead and say, we don't know exactly what causes them. I don't know about you. <laughs> but if, I, if and NASA does this a lot. If I was in the position that NASA's in, and I don't quite know you know, how something works or, you know, something like that. Don't you think it would be smarter to just dismiss this as a hoax than give some half-assed explanation that you kind of don't understand anyway? It looks bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then again, dismissing it as a hoax might look just as bad too. But which road is higher? You know what I mean? I say that again. What's the high road here? When prominences are that extended and hide above the limb, the edge of the sun, it's usually a sign that they're about to erupt, as this one did, they say. A solar astrophysicist at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, who runs a website called The Sun Today, explained that the prominence is situated below a tunnel-shaped feature called a filament channel. Now, I'm going to get through this as best I can. Like I said, there are no layman's terms with this stuff. NASA barely knows what the hell these things are. As so they say. When you look at it from the edge of the sun, what you see is a spherical object. No. With every evidence, of, with every recording of a prominence I was ever able to find, you can see through the thing. It doesn't create a solid mass of plasma. It's like this round, you know, halo shape. You can see through it. Am I an astrophysicist? No. Do I know how the sun works? No. 
But I am seeing that NASA's explanation is not what's on this video, period. Or at the very least, they haven't provided adequate enough representation of what a prominence is. They've even been challenged about this. No, what we're seeing is a solid object. And crickets. I quote, NASA has said this. German said it himself from NASA. And I'm quoting him. We've given you enough information. That's the end of it. That's no way to talk to your public, NASA. <laughs> but anyway, why is the prominence dark, they say? German explained that all the light in the SDO images is the same color, specific wavelength that is emitted by iron atoms that have been ionized 13 times, known as FEXIV. Now keep listening. The dark filament seen in the images, the refueling UFO's quote-unquote tether, is part of the prominence that happens to absorb light of this color, making it appear dark. The microabsorption is typically seen in such as... Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make any assumptions here. What do we know for sure? That this object is something that was actually there, that was filmed. NASA is saying it's a very little-known event, that they're not quite sure how it's caused, but we have a lot of photographs of it. We have video of it. We've seen these before. But just my common sense brain, I know I'm not an astrophysicist. I'm not. But I have seen astrophysicists comment on this video. It seems like only the amateur ones are saying that there's something going on here. That raises an eyebrow for me. Because even the professional ones, the ones who are getting paid to do this stuff, don't know what the hell is causing it. All the examples that I've seen is that this thing is an arc of plasma that you can see right through it. And this tether that people are saying that the UFO is using to siphon plasma from the sun is a part of this natural phenomenon, which... I don't see in any of NASA's examples, not one of them. It's bugging me. And it seems like, by and large, everybody just bought it. It's hard to look at this image and buy what NASA is saying. But at the same time, I'm not a scientist. So I'm in this weird kind of limbo here. There's a burst of activity around the prominence. And then it and the filament channel shoot out into space immediately afterwards. According to German, the first event was probably an outburst of the sun's magnetic field caused by a coronal mass injection. Probably? It's generally accepted, though it's still not conclusively proven, that prominence eruptions occur when overlaying magnetic field that contains the prominence material is disrupted. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> like I said, no layman's terms with any of this stuff. What are we seeing in the video versus what is NASA telling us? I don't know. There's no way to prove that this thing is a Jupiter-sized UFO that is sucking plasma from our sun in order to refuel. Which, if you have an object that size, if you're the uh, civilization that has created something like this, if your power needs are that huge, you would have to siphon energy from a star. What's the most, the most abundant energy source if you're at that level of a society? A star would be where you get that, period. Is that what we're seeing? I can't prove that. None of us can prove that. But use your common sense. This is what we do on this show, right? Use your common sense. Look at the evidence that I've provided. 
I put the YouTube link on there. The Wikipedia link go all the way. I, I'm not using Wikipedia as evidence, okay? I just want you to see the video at the very bottom, which says solar prominence erupting. I want you to see what a solar prominence actually looks like. And then you see this video. This thing is NASA's own camera that's filming this. I don't know, man. If I was NASA, I wouldn't have acknowledged this at all. Even if it was a solar prominence. This doesn't make sense to me. NASA has never really been known to, despite public opinion and despite scrutiny, take the high road and offer an explanation. NASA does not do that. This has been proven, and we'll get into reasons for this <laughs> you know, as more episodes come. I'm going to start doing kind of spacey stuff, too. That's what I've been getting into a lot lately. I avoided doing an episode on this video for a long time. It's very hard to put my thought into, thoughts into words when I look at this. This is a perfectly round, solid, spherical object. I've seen it under different multiple filters. This is not a fucking solar prominence. At least, at the very least, this is not a solar prominence based on the evidence that NASA has provided and said this is good enough. No, it's not. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an astrophysicist. I don't work for NASA. But I'm not seeing what you're providing. NASA, it's not good enough. What you're showing us about the solar prominences and stuff, that's not what I'm looking at in this video. It's not. Period. Now, can I say that without batting an eye, without being a scientist myself? I just want you to look at it for yourself. Clear your head. And look at this thing. You don't have to be a scientist to realize that there is a solid object the size of Jupiter on the surface of our sun that is extracting plasma from it. That's what's on the damn video. Now, could it be a naturally occurring thing? I, well, I can't dismiss that. Like I said, I'm not a damn scientist. I can't dismiss that this may be a naturally occurring phenomenon. But I'm telling you that NASA's explanation isn't up to scrub, man. It doesn't wash. What they said, they say that this is irrefutable beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is what it, what it is. They provided evidence for it, but that's not what we're seeing. It's just not. They tried to explain the different temperature fluctuations. They try to explain this and that. But when it really comes down to scrutiny, when they're really challenged on this, they hold up their hands and they say, we've given you enough information. No, you haven't. That's why we're asking. If you don't know, just say, I don't know. But what gets me is, you could look at this one of two ways, okay? Let's look at this from the extraterrestrial angle, that this is a, a manufactured object. Let's just say it is, okay? For argument's sake, let's say this is a manufactured object, and NASA knows this. Why the hell would they acknowledge this video at all? You could so easily just say, oh, come on, man, someone doctored this, and instantly not only ruin that person's credibility, <laughs> but just remove yourself from this event entirely. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be the first time NASA pulled that shit. It really wouldn't. And we know this for a fact. And I'll get into these facts in future episodes. I can prove this. 
This won't be the first time NASA's done it. So that, that bothers me. But here's another thing. If this was a naturally occurring phenomenon, if it was, this is something that NASA barely understands. Why would you run the risk of people believing that this thing is an extraterrestrial object? Why would you even take that chance? It just goes against all logic, all sense. It goes against all of that. You have all these wacko conspiracy theorists out there that think that the moon landing was hoaxed and all this and this and this and that. I'm not commenting on that. We'll get into that stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> you have all these conspiracy theorists that are saying everything NASA does is a lie. Don't listen to NASA. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying yeah, NASA's done a lot of great. But I'm saying that NASA has been caught in their share of bullshit too. So if you have that kind of a reputation, why would you even risk it? Is it one of those things where no matter what they did, it was going to be, you know, kind of tarnished? Yeah. But doesn't common sense tell you to take the lesser of the two evils here, <laughs> right? Wouldn't common sense tell you to kind of cut your losses with something like this and go the route that leads to the least amount of scrutiny? But I have a theory that kind of goes along with this. I know, like I said, this is a different podcast idea for a different time on a different podcast. But nothing short of landing a UFO on the White House lawn is going to make people get off their damn TikTok and pay attention. You know what I mean? Nothing short of the President Joe Biden being abducted and anally probed on live pay-per-view by the aliens themselves is going to make people put down Instagram and quit taking pictures of their fucking food. I'm not dissing anybody. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying that's how our society is. This stuff is so fringe. It's so unbelievable. And when you see something, the size, put this into perspective. This isn't the size of Earth. This isn't the size of the moon. This is the size of Jupiter. On the surface of the sun, NASA saying this is what it is, and it ain't. Why didn't this completely shake the entire world? Did people believe NASA's story, or was it just not publicized enough? I guarantee about 80% of you who listen to this episode, this is the first time you've ever heard about this incident. Why? Why? Did NASA take the correct response to this because hardly anybody knows about it? Or is it just one of those things that is so unbelievable? Or your knowledge of science has to be pretty decent. You need to be able to hold your own really to understand the scale of what you're looking at. This isn't some tiny little ball next to a kind of big ball. No, it's not. We're looking at things that are unfathomably huge. The Earth is the he almost ahead of a pin compared to the bright sun that we're looking at in this photo. I'm telling you, this object is frighteningly huge. I cannot say that it's extraterrestrial. I can't. I wish I could. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't. <laughs> I I'm glad I can't. Because if we could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is a manufactured object, this is the most important discovery and I think the most terrifying thing 
that human beings have ever witnessed, the implications of that, what kind of society, what kind of anything can build something that fucking massive that requires that much power that can get that close to the sun without melting, that can suck plasma from it and just fly off like it's at a gas station. You know what I mean? If it's a naturally occurring thing, all we can do, we can't prove it. And I kind of wish, I'm kind of glad that we can't <laughs> because that, that would, that would terrify me. I would lose sleep over it. Maybe I'm a nerd, maybe whatever. Maybe I worry too much. You know, maybe I'm freaked out by things that people just, most people throw up their hands and say, well, can't do anything about that. God damn it. There's something the size of Jupiter right on the surface of our sun. Why are you not losing your mind? I am. Is it just because I understand, I, science-wise, I can kind of hold my own. I understand the math. and I realize that most of people's math was wrong. Even some you know, major publications are saying, this multiple Earth size, multiple Earth my ass, this thing's the size of Jupiter. I did the math myself. I know how big the fucking sun is. You're walking around with a supercomputer in your pocket. You can figure this out too. Do the math yourself. If this is naturally occurring... If this is truly a natural phenomenon and we're just like, it's just seeing some weird freak thing, you know what I mean? All I'm saying is that we have to say this merits further study. It cannot be debunked. Sorry, it can't, kids. Can't debunk it. We can't prove it either. So we have to say this has got to merit some further study. We'll probably never see another video like this again. <laughs> NASA can't explain it. It seems like their um, tactics, whatever they were, be they good, bad, indifferent, whatever their uh, what, what motivation was, it seems to have disappeared. And people still you know, aren't talking about, aside from the fringe shows like this, <laughs> you know, YouTube channels. Occasionally you'll see it pop up on the top 10 weirdest things ever seen in space, you know, that kind of stuff. And podcasts like this. So did NASA succeed in what they were trying to do? Yeah, I, I, I think so. People aren't knocking down their door wondering what the hell this thing is, but I am. I'm knocking down your door, NASA. What the fuck is this thing? Your explanation does not hold up. It sucks. And it may be exactly what you're saying, but man, you got to put some, you know, you got to put some sour cream on this potato boy. You got to have some better evidence because what you're showing is not what I'm seeing. It is not convincing in the slightest. I mean, it, shouldn't it suffice it to say that if I can do this math in my head and find out that this thing is within a few, like, what was it? Yeah, within uh, 12,322 miles, which is nothing. That that That's my margin of error for it being the size of fucking Jupiter. So isn't it, shouldn't I just be able to say that if I can do this kind of math in my head, if I'm smart enough to do that... <laughs> Can I make this determination that this is not what NASA is showing me? I'll leave that up to you. All I'm saying is this merits further study because NASA's explanation sucks. And there's something off here. I don't know what to make of this video. I don't know what you're going to make of it. But I want you to check it out. 
YouTube link. It was really hard to find a YouTube video of this without some kind of stupid music or without some uh, degradation in the video quality. People bumping it down to like 320 and 480, you know, it was really difficult to find a video of this thing. Back in 2012, I mean, this was everywhere. It seems like most of these YouTube videos, and I'm not being tinfoil hat here. A lot of the videos I remember seeing are taken down, which is odd. I'm not going to I'm not gonna, you know, make any explanations about that, or you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna use that as evidence for anything. I'm just saying it's kind of weird. But yeah, without some kind of stupid ass commentary or some stupid music, it was really difficult finding a good video. So make my work worth it and check it out. So in the description of this episode, you'll see the YouTube link. Watch the video yourself. You'll see the Wikipedia link. And I don't want you to read the Wikipedia page because Wikipedia is Wikipedia. But Go to that GIF down at the very bottom. It says solar prominence erupting and watch a solar prominence in action. And you tell me, is that what the hell we're looking at here? I'll leave that to you. But I'm just telling you, you don't have to be a damn scientist. Just open your mind and use some common sense. What do you think about this thing? I am itching, itching to hear what you think about this. Let me know. Message me on whatever you're listening to this on. I do have a message system. Go to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things Strange Places related. All the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account where you can get ad-free. I always I always forget to say that. Ad-free episodes. A little as a dollar a month, man. Giveaways at certain tiers. All kinds of stuff. And yes, I, I should stress the ad-free because I know ads... I got to make, you know, podcasts got to make money. I know some people are bugged by ads, but, you know, I, this ain't free, so I got to find a way to do it, you know. I try to make my ads as less intrusive as I possibly can, least intrusive as I can. But check it out. If you like ad-free, Patreon's your place to go. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. This show would not exist if it wasn't for you, Kat, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening again, and oh, this one was a doozy. I mean, it really does bug me, man. And this one does freak me out. But I, yeah, like I said, I, I'm actually kind of glad we can't prove it because man, what that would do to my fucking head. Yeah. Merits further study. <laughs> Merits further study. It's all we got. But uh, yeah, at least it's not debunked. That's scary enough, right? So check it out. Let me know. Come on. Really let me know what you think about this one. I want your opinions, man. Let's, uh, let's get some, you know, <laughs> let's get a discussion going on this one. This one for sure. Let me know. So thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next. No, I can't say it right. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Give me a break. I'm recording this at midnight. <laughs> thanks for listening again. I appreciate you guys. We are, what is this? Episode 60. That's amazing. It's amazing. We're on our second season, man. Episode 60. You guys have stuck around through all this. I appreciate you so much. Are we ever going to run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town and I suppose every galaxy has a strange place. And maybe one day we'll visit yours. The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. 
They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music, and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world, and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support Strange Places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men and their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience.